I guess uh, welcome everybody to another Angry Wargamer podcast. Uh, we have a whole group of people today, so let's go around and introduce ourselves. Hello, I am Drew. I've been here <laughs> since the beginning. Yes, passing it on to Orlando. Hello, how are you? My name is Orlando. I've also been here for most of the time, barring a few absences, but I am a regular host. Hi, I am Leaf. Uh, last time I was on was, I believe, year 2018. Yeah, we haven't. Uh, yeah, we, we kind of had went dead for a couple of years and then finally got back to it. <laughs> I mean, we did what we could for the beginning of 2019, but it kind of just fell through. So and then we have Charlie. Say, speak up, sir. Hello, I am a Charles. I go with the leaf. Um, I am also here once in a while. Yeah. I think the last time we were talking about, uh, at least last, last time you guys were on, you guys talked about uh, Smash Brothers, and Smash Brothers hadn't even come out yet. It's a good, ta- good dang time. I was playing some right before. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, I saw you online. So this is going to be a little bit different than obviously normal. Um, I know Drew put up a list of stuff that he wanted to talk about, but since this is going to be our year end, because uh, we might—I mean, we might record the uh, New Year's, but that would be next year, and we're not going to record next week because of Christmas. So exactly. Yeah. So this is going to be our year end, and I guess just let's just catch up on the shit that's been going down, at least from the beginning of the year. Obviously, COVID and COVID affected everything, uh, what, starting in March, right? That's when all the lockdown shit happened. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it started shitting on everybody then. And then, you know, everything went to online, and gaming got kind of difficult because all the tournaments and stuff were getting closed. Tournaments, conventions, everything was just closing. And then everything became online, and we've seen how we've seen how that worked out. Um, I think only one company has had, maybe a couple companies have had successful online tournaments. Um, MK11 and something else. I don't know. <laughs> At least as far as fighting games go, I don't know about like Call of Duty and stuff, but there's definitely a lot more people playing everything online. But at the very least, you know that a new Call of Duty was released this year, and absolutely nobody gave a single flying fuck. Warzone got pretty big. The free, their like their free thing. Okay, then the correction. Like I Fortnite. gave absolutely zero fucks. <laughs> yeah, I don't care either. Did you guys know that uh, the PlayStation Store, if you have a um like child account, that you cannot even see mature title games in the store. So if Good. you pay for the PS Plus, well, hold on. If you pay for the PS Plus, you can't get specific games because they're marked as mature. So like my kid was trying to get um, the Lord of the Rings, uh, Shadows of Mordor or Shadow of War or whatever it was. And apparently that's marked mature. <laughs> huh. Yeah, but he can get Fortnite, no problem. <laughs> 
Well, it's rated E for everyone. Yeah, everyone on. needs to have a Fortnite. It's that cartoon violence, right? Yeah, why not? Yeah. Imagine that was the justification they used for Conker's Bad Fur Day back in the day. Like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> right? Well, I guess we, I mean, we get, we get to obviously talk about current events. I mean, Cyberpunk pulling from the, or Sony pulling them from the store. Um, Hold them away because it ended up being so shit on the fucking console that C- Project CD Red decided that uh, they were going to go ahead and put in new patches to make that motherfucker work on the console. Meanwhile, everybody was basically demanding refunds out of them. I thought, as it, was, a, yeah, I thought it was hilarious because the day they got pulled from the store, they put off the... Um, Oh, we're sorry for all the stuff, and then immediately had a patch. <laughs> so, like the day they got pulled, the day is the day they patched it. Oh, it didn't help them. Apparently, their stocks went down hard. Yeah, I I would imagine. Yeah, <laughs> I know a lot of people are saying that they enjoy it though. There's like some of my friends are like they they haven't even noticed some of the glitches because they just thought it was part of the gameplay. In some in some cases. It's the advantage of being a cyberpunk theme, I guess. Yeah. Well, that's what I was thinking. I was just like, can you, like, unless you, like, specifically know their glitches, like, I'm assuming they could pass them off. (laughs) At least some of them. (laughs) Obviously, when a car is, like, flipping over, driving upside down, they're not going to be able to. But It's not a bug. It's a feature. (laughs) There you go. That's the spirit. Way to go. Yeah. And then, I wish uh, the Smash community was just as resourceful. Oh my god, my favorite thing is all these people are like free melee, and then um, going like extra hard on the Sephiroth hype. Ah <laughs> uh, yes, Sephiroth. What can I say? People, can I say? people are easily distracted. Yeah. Well, so they were. Was it? The, they were saying that. Um, was it they're they're starting to shut down ultimate tournaments but then like when you looked into it it was a program that actually reached out to nintendo and nintendo told them wait we're gonna do something different for you guys so you guys can't start it right now (laughs) it was a college event that they were going to do it for that apparently it was being funded via via high school and they were asking their blessing hey can we have Essentially, can we build a sports league with Smash? And Nintendo basically goes, "What? No, we're that—that's that, it's, it's our game, and uh, we're kind of doing our thing here." No, I think what they originally said was they were working on their own thing, like their own program for schools and like uh, school esports leagues, and they weren't ready to roll it out yet. So they told them to just hold off on it. That was my understanding. Same here. That's, that's, that's yeah. what I got from from Leffen's post. Even yeah. though Leffen was extremely biased in his coverage on that, and, well, yeah. ugh. <laughs> so of it, course he is. It's no longer it's no longer free uh, free melee. It's save smash. They've changed the hashtag oh. on it. <laughs> oh my god! Stop. 
But we must be righteous, Drew. Righteous on our cause to save Smash Brothers from the evil Nintendo. Yeah, I'll get right on that. <laughs> like, everything just has to be huge drama, I feel like, in Smash Phantom. I don't really understand why. Yeah, I don't get it either. I really don't. It, because it, it, if you tell a community they can't have what they want, even after the fact that it was something that Nintendo never wanted out of them anyway, uh, they're going to bitch and moan and complain and whine that Nintendo doesn't do anything for them, despite the fact that the creator behind the damn series spent fucking days upon days upon weeks upon months in the fucking hospital making the damn game that he wanted to stop since after Melee. Yeah, I miss him there. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Nintendo's doing oh, a good Nintendo job. Nintendo never does anything for us. He never does anything for us. Yeah, yeah. Tell that to fucking Sakurai. You bitches only fucking care about him when he's making the shit you want him to do. But the moment, the moment Nintendo stands their fucking ground, all of a sudden they don't give a damn about you. Pieces of shit. Yeah, I'm, all I'm saying is that Nintendo's doing a really good job of distracting people right now with the uh, Japan Universal and um, the announcements. I, I, wa I don't want to say their announcements, but with the leaks of the 2021 releases. Oh, are you talking about the uh, Super Mario World or Super Nintendo World? Yeah. Well, they remember they were talking about doing it for the uh, 2020 Olympics. They kind of like announced yeah. it, and then uh, they finally op they're finally opening it now. And oh, sweet! Sakurai put out a video. Was it Sakurai? Ah, Sakurai. Somebody put out a video, um, giving like a little mini tour of like, and they have similar things to like Disney with the Magic Bands, and you can play like little mini games and stuff while you're going through it. It seems kind of cool. Like I, I kind of want to take a trip to Japan. Not gonna lie. I just hope they change the toilets. <laughs> Dude, it's just extremely awkward for them to, de to design the toilets and theme them based on a piranha plant, and they're basically eating the pee. I did see that, but the whole park is themed for... I get it, but like that was a bit too far. They didn't need to go that far, okay? Oh, That's all I'm saying. They didn't need on. to go that far. You can Dude, always you go farther. Yeah, exactly. Charlie's got it. You're talking about Japan that has female bathrooms that actually have sound effect buttons that you can press so people don't think that the, the females actually produce any kind of bodily waste. I don't get it. I don't understand it. It's a cultural thing. But if you're weirded out by a piranha plant, if I recall, they actually have some uh, pachinko machine restrooms that you can actually like play games on the wall while you're using the urinals. You're just reminding me of that stupid meme about Gru. Uh talking about how weird Japan gets. First, we make her small and skinny. Then we add boobs. Then we make her 15. Wait, 15? Oh, make her 13. <laughs> it's so fucked up. All I'm saying is I, I thought you were going to bring up I thought you were going to bring up dick girls. Oh, well, I, I guess uh... <laughs> All I got to say is I'd rather pee in a piranha plant than in a trough at a baseball game. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> Those troughs are weird, man. I've 
Yeah, it just weirded me out. I'd rather wait for a stall than try to pee with, because like the second you walk up to somebody, they immediately like try to make eye contact with you, and you're like, dude, I'm just trying to pee. This is like not let's not make this any awkward, more awkward than it has to be. <laughs> it's probably gonna get awkward when you hear the the theme from the slide in Super Mario 64. Da, 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 da. <laughs> so uh, next year, it seems like it's gonna be all Zelda. They're really they're re-releasing HD versions of all the old Zelda games, except I didn't see Ocarina on it. I saw Wind Waker. Because we don't need a fourth copy of Ocarina of Time as much as I love it. Also true. Uh, yeah, but they're redoing Wind Waker, Sword, um, Majora's Mask, and obviously Breath of the Wild Two is coming. And then they're gonna do their uh, another Let's Go series is coming for Pokemon. So get excited! You're gonna piss off a lot of fans with that. <laughs> you know what they're doing with you know which Let Go it is too, right? What is it? It's a uh, Platinum. Oh, that's not at all. That's not at all the direction I was thinking. I was thinking they were gonna go back to Johto. Let's go Pichu and let's go Cleffa. Oh, I think it is Johto. Hold on. Let me look it up again. It said Johto. I thought it was... Oh, I know. It might be Diamond and, Diamond and Pearl. That would be Sinnoh. Let's go. 2021. God, that's too many numbers. Look, Sinnoh is what, the fan, is what most of the fans want. They will go a fucking ape shit if it's Johto. It doesn't really matter. I think, both, I think Johto regions are perfectly acceptable. They said Johto and Sinnoh remakes for the 25th anniversary. Wait, no. Yes? Yeah, let's I'm go. Not even gold sure. Sil- Pokemon, let's go. Let's go gold and silver. Is the rumor. Is the rumor. And then there's another one December 2nd that happened was Diamond and Pearl remakes, edging closer. But they're still, whatever. They're doing it in a let's go style, which is going to be the. Stupid, I have to catch a million fucking Pokemon to level instead of leveling like a normal person. It's not the remake everybody wants, but uh, at least we won't have to... At least we'll have use of that stupid Pokeball again. You could use that in Sword and Shield, by the way. You know that, right? No one cares about the use of the Pokeball in Sword and Shield because it's almost practically useless. I like my Pokeball, and that's the only way I enjoy my Pokemon now. <laughs> I was I was actually tempted to wear it to work one day, since you know I work or I walk like uh, ten miles a day, and put a Pokemon in it just to see what kind of mileage I can get out of it. But then I got um, I got worried I'd get it too dirty, so I decided not to take it with me. Thanks, so- man. How's everyone's year going otherwise other than COVID? What have y'all been doing to pass the time, stave off the insanity, um, fill your bellies? You know, the, the whole nine, you know, workarounds that we've been doing to keep everything keep everything on track. What, what how about you and you, Leah and Charlie, what you've been doing? Um, well, almost as soon as COVID hit, I was um Still had a lot of time on my hands. I had quit my job last year, November, 
Um, so I was job searching for about five months, COVID hit, and I figured, you know what, alongside uh, quitting, essentially quitting the job search because everybody was panicking, uh, I dug, I dove straight into the Ace Attorney franchise. Uh, so nice. I have played um, everything up to Apollo Justice. I'm in the middle of Dual Destinies right now. Um, and it's been uh, it's been really fun. I've really enjoyed it. I have to say that's one franchise I never got into, and I don't know why. <laughs> it's good stuff. It's good stuff. What about you, Charles? Uh, I've I've been at home a bunch. I I managed to fall down the uh, VTuber rabbit hole, so that was. That's my big shiny new hobby. Um, are you Wait, doing do you it watch or you VTubers, or are are you or are you actually a VTuber? I've thought about becoming one, but for now, I'm just watching and simping a little bit. <laughs> that that word's illegal now. We cannot use. Oh, that's that right. Anymore. That's right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Don't kick me off Twitch. <laughs> that, that that is just a weird a uh, weird rule. I don't really understand it. They banned a bunch of words. Um, they even banned virgin, which I thought was weird. So they're they're trying to ban everything that's derogatory in the midst of like a failing platform because apparently their like view time has been going down. Well, that explains their lowered requirements. Did they lower them? I didn't even. I wasn't even paying attention. I, I that's what I've been hearing. Apparently, they lowered their requirements to become a Twitch partner. So. I mean, if that's what if you've been wanting to go and join Twitch for a long time now and haven't been able to, may want to check up again and see if you can apply to become a Twitch partner. I don't know. They have better. They have better competitors though, like YouTube. It's funny because YouTube tried to do the whole YouTube gaming thing, which was really just their YouTube live streams. (laughs) They just tried to relabel them and put them in their own category. But YouTube is, I guess, picking up again. And then the the Facebook gaming thing, where you can stream to Facebook, seems to be doing well, too. There was only one person I know of from Facebook gaming. And uh, he's not even all that great. Yeah, I don't think um, I don't think there's one person that does Facebook gaming exclusively. I think everybody kind of just tosses it on just because they can. Well, I mean, most people have started to become more omni-platform anyways because every other, every like three three to four months, YouTube decides another adpocalypse is in order. And anybody who's under the, you know, 1% who even remotely shows any kind of free thought, they end up shooting them in the foot and ensuring that they're miserable for the remainder of the year. So a lot of people are just like, I'm just going to stream on like eight different platforms I'm going to use because a lot of there, there's a lot of applications you can use where you can just basically be streaming on like everywhere if you want to be. So, you know, I know people who go on Parlor, who are on uh, um, YouTube and on Facebook and a bunch of different places. They're just everywhere that they can possibly get any kind of saturation because they just don't know when the other shoe is going to drop with YouTube and they just don't want to waste their energy on in, in one keeping their ball in one court when they can go all over. You know, you can stream to uh, Twitter, too. <laughs> I know. I've uh, People use uh, Periscope for that. 
I have a couple of friends who do that. It's so weird. <laughs> yep. But it's fine. I mean, the problem is, is, is it's very restrictive in the chat. You can't really use too many char- any many characters when you're responding to the person streaming, so you can't get a lot of long-form conversations going. Whether what? That's good or bad, I'm not really you sure. mean the website that restricts the characters you use anyway is restricting your characters to speak with someone who's live streaming on Twitter? I am I am shocked. Blasphemy, I say. Well, I mean, TikTok does the same thing, and their character restrictions are even harder. So, to be mm. fair, TikTok is China, sort of. Sort I've of. Actually been, I've actually been enjoying TikTok. It's um, it you can definitely find your niche, and then just stay there. Like you don't have to. I mean, obviously, they force some content out to you, but like once you find your like little like niche, like if if I want to watch like. Gundam videos, I can just jump down that rabbit hole of 60, 60 second videos, or if I want to watch uh, retro gaming videos or, or like collectors of video games or stuff like that, like you can just jump onto a random niche and like that's the content you'll see for a while. Why do you think I was directing Leah to uh, um, TikTok? Because the cosplay community there is expansive. Oh, yeah, it's massive. Yeah, that's, that's true. I don't know if you ever took my advice in that. I wouldn't know if you did or not, but I still think you should. <laughs> oh, well, I appreciate it. I have seen uh, some of the videos that some of my friends have made because um, they've like cross-posted it to Instagram and things like that. It does look pretty cool. I just haven't dug into it. Did any of your friends do imitated the Carol Baskin rap video? <laughs> no. Because the parody scene in TikTok is the biggest thing out there in in that platform. It's almost to the level of toxic. And part of the year was filled with nothing but Carol Baskin rap videos. Okay. Yeah, I, I can pretty safely say I don't think any friends of mine did it i mean i have a lot of like cosplay acquaintances so it's entirely possible that someone i know did one but not no, no judgment i'm yeah. just asking <laughs> i got you yeah the, um, i mean it could be worse you could have been it could have been that holocaust video trend that was going on oh fucking hell a hot, a hot minute that was Nothing screams fetish like wanting to know if you ever were at a concentration camp in the 1940s before getting killed. Oh, must, don't kick it anymore, Orlando. It must get your Nazi blood boiling, done it. <laughs> Man, TikTok, the the cosplay stuff, like because there's a few cosplayers I follow, and I follow. I didn't know this was a thing, like the demon people. The ones who like create their own demons and then cosplay is like the demons. I didn't even know that was like a sect of cosplay until TikTok came around. But if you start, if you go too far down the TikTok rabbit hole, you start getting the ones that are trying to be adult stars selling, trying to sell you their content in the guise of cosplay. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. But you can definitely tell the difference between them. Like the real cosplayers have the. You're looking at their costume like, holy crap, 
how did they do that? And the ones that are trying to sell you their, their bodies, you're like, okay, let's move on. <laughs> well, they usually have their OnlyFans linked in their fucking bio, so that's your get dead giveaway anyways. <laughs> also true. Yeah. I'm not even being jo- I'm not even being facetious. It's absolutely how that works. And I also hate to break it to you, they are all cosplayers. Whether or not like, we actually approve of other activities that are running yeah. parallel, everybody's everybody that puts on a cosplay is a real cosplayer. Just putting that out there. Oh, I'm not going to yeah, argue I, that. That doesn't matter. I, I'm not, I'm not, there's no niche there. I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. Yeah, I said that wrong. I think she, yeah, I think that was directed towards me because I was I kind of gave the vibe that they're fake cosplayers, but no, I mean they are still putting on costumes and they're trying to be somebody. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, like that's not. I mean, yeah, I, you know, for the people with the OnlyFans, like I I get that that's not the their focus is not on like the quality and the accuracy. They just kind of want the recognizability because they kind of want to capture that market, and I get yeah. that. Um. It's just kind of, I have been in the cosplay scene for a few years. I've kind of been out of it for a few years, but that was something that come up from time to time that I'd just kind of be like, hey, if we're not actually competing, maybe let's keep the competition language to a minimum. So that's all. Yeah. No worries. I agree. I can agree with that. I wish we had, I, I wish that would. F- would follow through to like gaming and like tabletop games. Cause you'll always find that one person that is like, my game's better than yours. When in reality, there's, <laughs> they're two separate <laughs> games. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. What's what, what's that? What's that? What was it about? You said about to- stop talking shit about your Pokemon. What's that now? <laughs> There, there's no other equivalent <laughs> Pokemon, so you need to stop talking shit about my Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> Unless it's a Let's Go game, then we can equally talk shit about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I literally, I literally wish like a lot of these communities were more accepting, and, and obviously that comes with the, the gatekeeping thing, and just just let people be people, like, like do your thing and. I'll worry about what I do and then just leave each other alone. <laughs> yeah. Amen. That, that problem, would be great. I think a lot, the problem in a lot of cases is there ends up being this weird, everything develops a hierarchy after a while. And, and in a lot of cases with, uh, especially with fandom, like people, if people are viewed as a specific type of authority in them, they tend to look to them to kind of define you know, the further reaches of a, you know, a fandom or a, a hobby in that regard, especially if they're well-known or very, very visible people. And honestly, that, that, that just happens naturally. I think what needs to just happen is there just needs to be a, a divorce from that, that particular way of thinking after a bit. If it, if you notice it happening, just kind of avoid it. Like you were talking about with, uh, Magic the Gathering and, you know, people coming in and trying to keep everything open and, you know, open to the, the hobby and the community, that kind of stuff. You just do, you just deal with it as it happens, kind of as a reaction. And that way, no one really has their feelings hurt or at least minimal, minimally across the board. I think, I think what happens is, and, and this happens to everybody, it happens to me, where um, you've been doing it for so long that it's almost like a form of elitism. Like you may not know it, but 
there's sometimes you just look at somebody and you're just like, yeah, they're not going to be able to do this and this. And you forget that like everybody started somewhere small. And especially for me, like I'm a horrible at explaining things. I'm possibly the worst communicator ever. And like when, when I start something, like I, I always try to find someone that I can ask like a thousand questions to. And um thankfully you know i find those people but for like somebody asks me questions there's sometimes where just like i'll be talking and then all of a sudden i'll just deep dive into whatever it is and you know you get that glazed look on their face and you're like oh this person hasn't been listening to me for like the last 20 minutes like what the hell am i talking about um and i i mean i think it happens and i think everybody's susceptible to it and i mean like i said i've done it to people before where like I just I get so excited about some of the things I like that I don't understand that um, the people that are trying to get into it aren't as like they're trying to learn about it where I'm I'm just trying to like rifle information at them and thinking that they're going to keep up with me. It, it happens to the best of us, dude. It's it, it's it, you start to get in your head the when the wheels start moving, you tend to it tends to go freight train, and you're like. And then this leads to this, and then this leads to this, and then this has a whole other level of this. And it's by the time you're done, yeah. you're looking at them, and their and their eyes are spinning. And you're like, ah, shit, I went too far. Yeah, but it's like I'm I like I speak so bluntly that a lot of the times, like I said, it comes off, in my opinion, like elitism. Like like I'm just saying things just to, to like to get people away from it. Like it's it's like I'm not doing it on purpose, obviously, but there are people that do it where they're just like we're like I mean, this happens with cosplayers, at least in my opinion where i've asked some cosplayers that have been doing it forever about how they make certain things like jackets i'm not a, a seamstress or tailor or anything or i don't know how to make foam armor like i mean i can watch a million tutorials on it but it sometimes it's nice just to ask somebody and you know how many times i've been scoffed off by people they're like oh i don't have time <laughs> like the oh fuck? you know yeah. what i mean like, <laughs> yeah the, i get that yeah that's the kind of thing i'm talking about like you get the people that are just scoff you off and then there's the people that just get too excited and then like and then you get the people that will like not hold your hand but you know spend the time and realize that they're growing they're growing the community instead of just like sending people out to the wolves to learn it on their own so yeah i feel like there's there's definitely a difference like you said between um you know people who won't even respond to you uh, people who give you too much detail and the people that are excited to get you into it, but they'll, you know, present it in an accessible way. I think the advice, a lot of the advice that I've seen about like, hey, did you see a cool cosplay or do you want to approach them? Um, a lot of that is advice pointing to asking about construction. So I try to determine like what the person is asking. Like, are they asking because they actually want to do it? Or are they asking me because they want a topic of conversation? <laughs> so oh, sometimes like they, just wanted, they want, they're trying to get to know you and not right. the actual hobby. Got it. Yeah. Right. And it's easier, you know, because they figure everybody runs up to you with a camera or whatever. And they're like, wow, you look so cool. You know, they kind of want to do something different than that. But they're not really sure what to say, so they end up being like, how did you make that pauldron on your shoulder? And you're like, uh, well, here's what I started with. And, you know, you try to give them a soundbite, but not not that many people are, like, prepared to give a soundbite. Yeah. So, 
it, it is very tough to explain things uh, in a way that's accessible to like beginners, you know? Yeah. And you kind of brought up another good point too, is like there is sometimes you get that. Um, sometimes, sometimes people end up in like a celebrity status and it's not because they're trying to be a celebrity or they're acting that way. It's because people like enjoy what they do or have followed them. And somehow in their minds to that one person, like they're a celebrity and then they get the cold feet and don't want to talk to you. And then just assume like these people don't want to interact with you. Yeah. Yeah. There's definitely a lot of, um, I always kind of refer to it as like twisted Disneyland because you see <laughs> a character that you recognize. And so th there is that familiarity with that character. Like say it's a video game character. You've, you've spent hours and hours playing this game. You, you feel like, you know, them, but you're approaching somebody who is only dressed as them. And like, even though in your conscious mind, you know, that that's two separate things, you know, you'll run up to them and you might not actually have that much in common. Right. So yeah, it, it does make it kind of weird. It's only going to be weird to me if I ever run into Brock Baker. I don't even know who that is, man. <laughs> he, he does great voices and uh, amongst them include Disney characters. Uh, look up uh, Goofy Owes Me Money. It is a <laughs> fucking riot. Wait, has anybody here played that? Um, was it Blendy? You mean Bendy and the Ink Machine? Bendy, yeah. No, I have not. No, I heard it's really good though. I keep seeing the toys, and I'm just like, "What is this game about?" And what the hell? <laughs> and like, one of the characters looked like Goofy today, and I was like, "Uh, what?" <laughs> Think of it like um, Friday Night No, uh, Five Nights at Freddy's mixed with um, the Flesher comics back in the day. Well, Flesher cartoons, my bad. It's okay. really twisted, really messed up. And to my knowledge, there is a, just like Five Nights at Freddy's, there's a deep lore that requires you to really pay the fuck attention. Nice. Sounds fun. So it's like a horror style. Um, Trying, what's the game like? Cuphead, almost not like a shooter. Like, oh, not like Cuphead. It, uh, more, it's it's like more like a dungeon style. crawler. It's like a what? It's more like a dungeon crawler. Oh, okay. Because it's a first, it, it's a first person dungeon crawler for the most part. Because unlike the uh, unlike the Five Nights at Freddy games where you're just kind of stuck there. Yeah. Um, you can actually move around. Nice. Yeah, that was another indie title, wasn't it? Yes, wasn't it was. Okay. Yeah, I gotta start deep diving into these indie games. I got a I got a, a YouTuber who I follow that uh, gets a gets a lot of those. Uh, let me see. Bring it up on my phone while I'm thinking about it. Because I just watched a video for another one tonight before uh, we jumped to get, jumped on, and it was beautiful. The game was called Black Resin. It's in, it's in beta right now, but it's absolutely gorgeous uh, alpha beta gamer alpha beta gamer is the name of the uh, youtuber alpha beta gamer okay yep add him, add him to my people to watch hell yeah 
Yeah, but right now my whole entire like YouTube thing is like covered in Smash Brothers. <laughs> it's kind of getting annoying. <laughs> Has anybody Apple played that algorithm? Yeah, how are they enjoying them? What happened? What were you saying, Leah? Oh no, I said gotta love that algorithm regarding YouTube. Go ahead. Oh yeah, absolutely. Anybody played Sephiroth yet or deep dived in him yet? Damn right I have. I did. But I like, saw this one saw this one video of one dude who unlocked Sephiroth in like three fucking seconds. Dang. He literally uh, he literally spiked Sephiroth down. Nice. Like, damn, that was fucking fast. Apparently, he currently holds the world record. I didn't even know people were trying to beat it in a time trial. <laughs> That's All I was happy with was beating him in the hardest difficulty because you, you cannot be satisfied with beating Sephiroth unless it's in the highest difficulty because he is just that kind of bastard. Fair. Says you. Says you. I beat it on easy because I just don't give a shit. <laughs> you beat him over t over 15 years ago. You were already done with it. I mean, you're not wrong. And it wasn't just 15 years ago. It was 15 years ago. And then four years after that. And then another three years after that. God damn. I never yeah, stopped. Yeah. Okay, I get it. It, it, it. It's so overkill. You decided to keep throwing his corpse around every couple of years. See how he manages. It wasn't throwing his corpse around. Those were arduous tasks that I had to go through, especially in Kingdom Hearts 1. One of the hardest Sephiroth battles you'll ever face is in Kingdom Hearts 1. Fair enough. I thought you were just repeat, uh, replaying Final Fantasy 7 over and over again. <laughs> No, I don't, I'm not that into Final Fantasy VII. I played it a couple of times, but I was referring to... I play, I beat him in Final Fantasy VII. I beat him in Air Guys, God Bless the Ring. I beat him in Kingdom Hearts 1. I beat him in Kingdom Hearts 2. If he had him in Kingdom Hearts 3, I'm sure I would have beaten him there, too. I still haven't <laughs> finished the new Kingdom Hearts. So, uh, Sephiroth's moves in Smash Brothers, they seem to be really slow but have like weird ranges like they, he's got like three different range bubbles that do different types of damage you got me dude i haven't deep dove into him i've seen some people play him how about you charlie how how, how did how is he fitting on you I, I i've only played him for like a couple minutes like right before i came on but uh he's he's fun he's definitely going to take some time to get used to but it is kind of satisfying when you can hit his stuff his down aerial his down aerial is essentially the infamous stabbing what well, is down aerial is the Aerith stab that's how I call it one of, the reasons the I'm, one of the reasons I'm not picking him up faster is because I keep trying to hit that at times when I shouldn't just for style <laughs> <laughs> that's fair enough it's just like it kind of made me wish. Like I wish Aerith was in the game. She is. She's a me fighter with Tifa and Barrett. <laughs> they don't count. Me fighters don't count. Or people would already shut up about Gino. 
Me fighters count. I count them. <laughs> That's why they're pissed off when they found out that the me that the Gino me costumes from Smash Four are coming back. People are asking for Gino to be a playable character, and they're just getting the costume instead. Hey man, I th- nobody the- gets what they want. We all get random shit, just like Sephiroth. No one expected <laughs> that. You know it. <laughs> yeah, nobody was expecting him. It was, Charlie and I it, was, it was just as good as a sucker punch as when Joker from Persona came out of no like the fuck? That was cool. I I, I appreciated I that. I did too. I never mastered him. I know a lot of people did, but like I couldn't I, again, like with Sephiroth, because Sephiroth gets the you know the wing the, the one winged angel mode. It triggers after a certain amount of time. It's the same with uh, Arsene. I believe it I believe it triggers over time. It triggers after 100% for Sephiroth. Oh, no shit. All right. Yeah, because I know Joker has a gauge for his. Yeah, but his is also the same if he receives enough damage. But his is at a different uh, percentage rate. Yeah, yeah, I remember. He he can also charge, too. If I remember correctly, I remember uh, your, yours and my co- your, yours, Charlie, and my conversation about this back in 2018. Literally at the, around the same time, we're all talking about. I was like, you know, after Joker, we really don't know where to go with this because the sky's the goddamn limit. And then we dive a year and a half later, and here we are with m- more Fire Emblem characters than we really needed. Um, really out of out of nowhere picks like Banjo Kazooie. Uh, like I don't no, even know that, where was, I that was a long-awaited one. Fans really wanted Banjo Kazooie, and we were just never thinking that that was ever going to happen. The oddball one Steve? was Minecraft Steve. That was yep, the odd Steve. One. <laughs> People were dreading Minecraft Steve. Like we were expecting him to come, but we were hoping he wasn't. I, I, was I'm not gonna lie. Go ahead, Charlie. I'm not gonna lie, I I, I kind of like Steve. He's 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 weird and kind of fun to play. I I realize that makes me a bad I mean, person, but no, I, I don't. Oh, I, it, I mean, I it, I it, like it's not, it does not make you a bad person to like Minecraft Steve. It's only the idea because he was certainly the oddest pick so far. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, out of all the characters, like I wasn't expecting, and then when they did, um, they did Cuphead as the me fighter, and I honestly thought they were gonna put Cuphead as in, like, as a real fighter. Oh, and then the um, the girl from Arms, I thought was kind of a weird pick too. Min Min, uh, I wasn't hoping for Min Min, but I've grown to really like her, so I, I, I'm okay with her. My thing is like none of the people I super want have a really good chance of getting in. Like I was just talking with somebody earlier today, like Gino was probably like more likely than most of my people to get in before the um so I don't really care that much who it is because it's probably not somebody I'm going to be super into. Just if they have something fun and unique with their gameplay. So like Min Min has the arms, DQ Hero has the spells. If they can bring something new to the table, I'm pretty cool with whoever it is as a character at this point. If it's somebody I like, that's just a bonus. Yeah, instead of like that's fair enough. Fighter. Yeah, no, no Echo Fighters, just actual new, new abilities. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but that's I don't think fun. anybody really gave a shit about the Echo Fighters overall. Like, 
I'd play oh. Dark Samus over Samus any day, even if it's even if it's just an Echo Fighter. It's still at least a fun change of pace from the original characters. There's it's enough true. variety. My main is Daisy, even though I play Pe Princess Peach as well from the fourth game. But now that Daisy's in, <laughs> step aside, Princess Arasalan, all the way. Yeah, I think that. I mean, when they when they first announced the Ultimate and they announced the. Um, the Belmonts, I was like, okay, cool. Um, but they could have released another fighter instead of just saying, um, like they could have put Dracula as an actual fighter instead of just Richter. And I'm okay with not putting Dracula, if only for the fact that I love the fact that he's a boss and he works better as a boss character than him being degraded as a playable character, in my honest opinion. No, I agree too. When once I played through the story mode and he was the one of the boss things, I was like, "All right, I got it. I I get it." <laughs> I think Ridley made a nice transition over to being a playable character. I mean, obviously he's more, you know, Metroid any NES size, but like playability, he feels pretty uh, functionally unique and pretty easy to get a hold of his abilities. Like it, easy to easy to learn, hard to master kind of scenario. He's Ridley Levine. I don't know what you're talking about. He's basically playing Skater Boy all over the town. Ah. Yeah, I don't like Ridley. <laughs> I love Ridley, but I'm just not. Uh, I can admit that that's basically all most people do. We're just playing Skater Boy all over the place. Fair. I, know, I have to say, I like Ultimate's fast pace. Um, they did ratchet up like the speed of things, and I like well, that. that even like. Even the fast characters don't seem too fast compared to like the other ones. Well, it was supposed to be closer to line to um, to melee speed. It's not that fast, but it's supposed to be closer to it because Smash Four had a slower speed to get uh, to get more casuals involved, so it wouldn't overwhelm them, according to the interviews, anyway. Slower speed and more juggling, the whole Bayonetta mess. Well, that was why Bayonetta was so imbalanced in the first place, because unlike every other character in the game that was built appropriately with the engine, Bayonetta was basically the only person on fucking speed. Yeah, that's true. I wish they, I wish in Ultimate, though, she had better kill options, because you, you really have to, like, try with bayonetta now like because they nerfed her hard thanks yeah. to the it, feedback from from smash 4 you can you can kill at 80 percent with her but like in all honesty you're pushing to 100 before you're even trying to kill somebody and even then it's still hard to kill somebody with her well to be fair you could try and kill at 50 percent with ganondorf instead no, fucking, I don't like slow characters. <laughs> Ganondorf, um, uh, what's his name? King Didi and, um... Oh, don't be messing with my penguin, boy. <laughs> Who's the other one? Oh, fuck, I forgot his name. The alligator. K. Rule. K. Rule. Yeah, I don't like any of the slow ones. And Donkey Kong. I, for some reason, they just, they seem too clunky to you me. You got a problem with my dirtly Kirk? <laughs> 
For some reason, I like slow characters in Smash a lot more than I like slow characters in other fighting games. They just kind of feel satisfying and a because little bit more viable. Right balance when it comes to speed and power, with the exception of Ganondorf, because th- he honestly is very slow. But at the cost of, he hits like a motherfucking dump truck. Yeah, and then you've got Mario, who's like the perfect mix, and just has a bunch of decent utility like moves like his spike i was like how does he have the okay whatever (laughs) and then he can juggle he can like mario's probably i think the most balanced character in that game in my well that's that was that's the point of mario he's the balanced character and then you got yoshi (laughs) nobody likes yoshi (laughs) that is not true i loved yoshi but they ruined him with only one thing they removed the black Yoshi color swap that he had in four. Missed it. They replaced it with the with the yarn Yoshi, and uh, it's not the same. That's unfortunate. Maybe they'll give it back. Who knows? Because now we can just claim it's racist, and we'll get it right. Is that how that works? <laughs> <laughs> what you saying, dog? You say Yoshi's can't be black? <laughs> Why'd you make him yarn? <laughs> Oh, that went a little dark. <laughs> well, not like the Yoshi. Right. <laughs> Fair. Fair. I caught that. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> oh, man. I don't know. I think uh, I just started Ghost of Shis- uh, Go. God, I'm never going to fucking say that name. Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah, Ghost of Tsushima. Uh, so yeah, I thought it was it's very like Tenchu like, and you're going around. You have to find your gear. You find your gear, and then he comes to a point where he realizes that like the person he's with is a thief, and she's very dishonorable. And they've already told you like basically what your code is as a samurai in the beginning, like cutscenes, which are awesome cutscenes. Like I have no idea how this game did not win Game of the Year. But yeah, anyway, so the um, you get to the point and he's just like, she's like, well, we can just sneak up and kill them. And I was like, oh, here we go. He goes, no, that's not honorable. And I was like, oh, what the? Okay, okay, this is not Tenchu. This is definitely not Tenchu. (laughs) So, yeah, you have to live by like a strict code and apparently and. I haven't gotten very far. Um, I literally just picked up my gear, had a couple fights, and some sat through some really cool cutscenes before. Like my kid, I can't play this with my kid around because it's like God of War, where it gets kind of intense. And when it gets intense and I die, I get angry. <laughs> so I'm just like, all right, I can't play this with you around. You have to go somewhere else, or we're gonna just watch freaking Blippy for the rest of the day. Fair enough. Never mind that it might be filled with blood, gore, and violence that you may not want your son to see. No, it's because daddy might get angry. He watched me play God of War towards the end, and that got real brutal. <laughs> and your son is friggin' hardcore. Respect. He knows, except for when he tries to hit me with the baseball bat as I'm swinging a sword. That, then I got a problem. <laughs> Speaking of my kid, so we went to, I went to GameStop today. And as much as I hate the place, I had to renew my power up because I have a ton of points and I don't want to lose them. So 
I re-upped and we go and he's like, I want a toy. I want a toy. So I'm like, all right, let's go pick out some pop vinyls. Cause you know, they have the sign for sale. Yeah. Um, so they're instead of like 10 bucks or 15 bucks, they're like eight bucks. And I was like, all right, cool. Like I'll just get a couple of these dude. They had sweet tooth in the ice cream truck from twisted metal. And I had to buy it. <laughs> Fair enough. So I got that. And then, my kid ended up picking, I'm like, just pick one, pick one of these. And they had, they had the McDonald's one. So they had Hamburglar, they had, um, the King, they had, who was the purple guy? I forgot the purple guy. Grimace. Grimace. Yeah. They had him. And I was just like, Oh my God, do I just buy all of these? Cause these are really cool. And he's like, no, I want this one. And I'm like, what is this? It's an earth giant. So it just looks like a stone from frozen two. And I was like, all right, guy, just take that one. That's fine. <laughs> Dude, I, we took the thing out of the box so we could play with it. It's like a, it's literally like a rock. It things like solid, heavy plastic. No parts move on it. You can't pop the head off like you can on the other ones. And I was like, dude, this was like the perfect thing he could have picked. So Sweet. that was fun. And they turned out to be $5. So uh, if you want pop vinyls and you're not looking for anything fancy or a big collector, like five bucks for pop vinyls is not bad. There was one particular GameStop I did went on Friday where I also did check the clearance aisle and it had the Keyforge decks ready for sale. They were selling them for like $2. They had Keyforge at GameStop? I think it was like a limited time thing and it didn't end up selling too well. Oh, um, I have a box of Champion's Path and another box of Vivid Voltage coming. Um. As in coming, as in like a coworker picked it up for me and was like, "Hey, I'll just sell these to you for retail." And I was like, "All right, perfect." <laughs> and then never gave them to me. So hopefully, I'll get them next week. <laughs> I almost was able to get a copy of Marvel vs. Capcom Two on the PS2. I'm oh, yeah. sad I didn't take advantage. Yeah, you posted that to it to the group. I thought that was. I was like, <laughs> I can't believe you got it. And then, like, right as we were talking, someone bought it. <laughs> Oh, I was so close, and it got sniped from under my like. Fuck, man! And it was it was relatively cheap. Started looking at the prices afterwards. I'm like, I'm not buying this shit for three hundred dollars. You got your fucking mind. Great game, but it, I can't. I can't justify three hundred dollars. Fuck that. Well, there's a topic for us. One old school game that you would like to see a remake of that doesn't already have Legacy of Kane, Soul Reaver. That was a good one. I was not expecting that. That was good. Their entire series, the entire series needs a reboot. At the very least, they should remaster the games because as be- because the controls aren't all that great, but the story and the lore of the series is phenomenal. And definitely needs to be shared. It's amongst the more obscure games on the PlayStation library. So it's it's a shame that it's gone to the way of the obscurity. But it deserves a it deserves a revival. If we can't get Crystal Dynamics or the like the former director to get back into it, at the very least, it should get should get a uh, remastering 
Unfortunately, three of the most iconic voice actors for the most iconic characters are dead. So I don't think that should be touched. But uh, a nice touch-up to the graphics would be great. How about you, Charlie? I, I, I've got it on my brain, but I still want to see anything done with like the old, old Super Mario RPG. A re-release, a remake, a sequel, remaster. Any of those I would be happy with because, I don't know, that was that was one of my first games and it holds up well. It would just be nice to see something done with it. Fair enough, nice. dude. How about you, Leah? Oh, uh, I am... I am the wrong person to ask. <laughs> um, I don't know. There haven't really been that many games that I've played, I think, overall. I think it would be nice to bring some of some of the retro games like to a new generation, a little update. Um, but I don't know what titles exactly. I love how the first thing that came to my mind was Bubble Bobble. Uh, True. True, But there's there's been a few of them. I mean, there's there's been a number of different Bubble Bobbles, I guess. So it's not like it hasn't been touched, but just a fun little game. More Bubble Bobble, yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you got candy, they can keep remaking Super Mario Brothers. They can fucking remake Bubble Bobble. Right. There we go. That's the spirit. All right. Cool. I'm glad I had an answer. <laughs> what am I all, right, all right. I guess it's my turn. I'm gonna have to go with the, with the straightforward one. I don't think there's been any re-releases or anything of it, at least not that I remember. So I'm gonna go henshin a go go, baby. Beautiful Joe. Dude. Okay, I'll give you that one. I can. I can that, that. Yeah. That's a good one. Love that series. I want to see a remake of Fantasy Star Online. The original one? For for the Dreamcast? Yeah, I was about to say, aren't they continuing with that series? Yeah, Uh, I think PSO2 is already out. Did they? I thought it was like, I thought they were doing some mobile crap with it. No, no, no. It they still keep making new games for the Fantasy Star. Yeah, I like the original. The original, like update that. <laughs> I think at, I think at current the newest one is only on the X Bone right now, isn't it? Yeah. I which pisses me off because they said they were going to put it out on other platforms, but fuck all when they're ever going to actually do that. Well, I just remember I, I just remember sitting in uh, fucking uh, Denny's with all of my friends playing uh, Fantasy Star for the the DS. That was a fun time. Yeah, was the other one was Star Ocean. That was another that good is, game. That one too is still continuing, as far as I know. Yeah, they had a few on. They had a couple on the PS4, and I'm pretty sure they'll keep going on with that. I'd yeah, like another. Uh, one, I think like three years ago. I think was the last Star Ocean. Like yeah, but they're making a new one soon. Yeah. Um, same with the same with the Tales series. They already had like a teaser trailer for the new Tales game, and uh, that one looks interesting at the very least. Vesperia didn't it? Vesperia didn't do as well as I thought. I don't understand how Berseria did. Maybe it was probably because of franchise fatigue, but Berseria was fucking gold. 
Yeah, I don't know. I liked it. Dude. And I hate I, this. I, I don't want to admit this, but I might as well. Berseria was the first game ever, at least the ending, made me fucking cry. Nice. I actually so no no no. It's happened a few times to me when you finally beat a game, uh Xenoblade Chronicles 10. When I finished that game, I was like, it's over. No. <laughs> like it can't be over. And yeah, it's over. Oh no, I cried because of the story for Berseria. That shit hit me deep. When you get so invested into a game, like I think crying at the end of it is not is not a bad thing. Because you've spent, like, especially RPGs, you've spent, like, hundreds of hours, and then all of a sudden, like, you get to the end, the story's, like, finally complete, and you're like, wow. <laughs> the problem with that, okay, I could see your point, but I've never had that happen to me with any RPG I've ever played. Berseria was the first one that ever did that to me. Well, welcome to the club, then, I guess. <laughs> I <have> to tell <laughs> you. <laughs> I have to tell you. <laughs> Maybe because I'm not as big a deal with RPGs, but it's Berseria was the one that hit me home. You have to get invested into the story and not the mechanics. And I, I never try getting into the mechanics because, at the very least, I always struggle with the mechanics. Um, but with Berseria, it was easy to pick up and play. So that ended up not being the case. And I started focusing on the story even more than before. And everything just hit all the right spots. And the themes behind everything hit so hard. Like, they really did an excellent job uh, exploring the concepts and their themes. Hey, Charlie, what was the first Final Fantasy game you ever played? When I was but a wee, um, <laughs> I, I, I didn't play it myself. But I, I quote unquote helped my dad play Final Fantasy One, and I got super, I got super absorbed in it. We had like the old Nintendo Power Players Guide, and I got like super obsessed with it to the point where my parents eventually wound up like locking up the NES because I was getting unhealthily into <laughs> Final Fantasy One. So that was one of my first video gaming experiences in general, really. But for a long time. That 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 kind of set the tone. Fun fact: uh, we were actually going through some old drawings from Charles's childhood, and there is a clearly identifiable screen of Final Fantasy One that he redrew. <laughs> <laughs> and it's yes. like it's got it's got the hit points, it's got everything, you know, it's got everything on there, and it's like it's forever it's Final Charles. Fantasy One. <laughs> yeah. uh, yep, 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 yep. That was that used to be my big thing is I would like redraw the screen with like the interface and everything. Which is funny because with children's drawings, sometimes you can't. You're like, what is this? I don't even you know, the person might not even remember, but that was so clearly Final Fantasy. <laughs> what was the for the Nintendo? Did they was it Dragon Quest? Was that yes. the other RPG? Yeah. Dragon Warrior uh -huh. at the time. Dragon uh -huh. Warriors, uh -huh. that's what it is. Yeah. Oh, it was Dragon Quest, but it was called Dragon Warrior at the time. Yeah, that was mine. I didn't play final the Final Fantasy for the Nintendo. 
until I was at least 20. I didn't even know it existed, to be honest. <laughs> That's fine. Like the, f- the first RPG I ever played that I actually enjoyed was Breath of Fire 1 on the Super Nintendo. Everything else ever since, like before, I couldn't get into at all. Yeah, I um. <laughs> so uh, my mom never bought me a Nintendo. Uh, her boss is the one that bought me the Nintendo. So the only games I had for the longest time was Super Mario Brothers three, and um, Snake Rattle and Roll. That was it. <laughs> Those are not the not the two worst games to be stuck with. I reckon. No. Oh no! No no! After all, I mean, I, I guess I guess I couldn't be down on the fact that I would have the literal best fucking game on the console, but you know that's just me. Hey man, there's only so many times you can play Super Mario Brothers three before you're like, all right, I'm done with this. <laughs> and as a child, I would imagine that even after five hundred times within a matter of the year, would not have fucking dulled at any time soon. Especially if you haven't gotten past World 4. <laughs> Man, I didn't even know there were whistles until I went to my cousin's house. <laughs> so I was literally trying to go through every world. <laughs> That's how I only played it. I didn't give a damn about the warp whistles. Hell, now, nowadays, whenever I pick it up again, I only get, I get the whistles, never use them. It's just gotta, kind of, like, it's kind of like an achievement sort of thing. Got to get the full experience, man. Yeah. What is it? World three, the water world. That one yes, really sir. Messed me up. World three, and then you go into the desert. Is desert was four, or is two? No, two oh, is desert. Desert's two. Two is the desert. That water world, man. Let me tell you, that was a pain in the butt. <laughs> world five is when it started being an ass to me. Yeah, I always wanted the frog suit, and I the second I get the frog suit, I would lose it and then get mad at myself and restart. <laughs> you know, I don't know why so many people are in love with the Tanuki suit when the Hammer Bros suit is a fucking thing. Yeah, I didn't know either one of those were in that game. <laughs> Everyone talks about how amazing the Tanuki suit is, and that's great considering that it helps you fly and shit, and that's fine. But I love the Hammer Bros suit just because it literally fucking kills almost anything. Swamps, booze, nothing stands in the Hammer Bros way. So I didn't know that the suit turned you to stone until Mario Maker happened and someone caught me saying, oh man, they added it so you can turn into stone. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad they tur- <laughs> glad they explained it to you. Yeah, I uh, I didn't know a lot of things. I'm still learning stuff. Did you know about the white huts? I didn't even know yes. there were. I didn't know about those either. I literally just found out about those probably about two weeks ago. <laughs> Did you know about the coin ships? Oh no, I don't even know. About those. So if you happen to score a specific amount of points alongside having a certain amount of coins you can turn the you can turn the hammer brothers on the overworld screen into coin ships oh it's very tricky to do in fact you can only do it in very specific worlds um and 
when you do, you can get like secret power ups after after clearing them. Yeah, I didn't know that either. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a terrible gamer for for having a podcast about video games. For the most part, I'm like the worst. <laughs> I don't think being an expert is required. Having experience also, helps, but yeah, I don't right. think it's required. Especially like retro games. Like I think to to really enjoy like gaming in general, I think you need to be older because you just you have more time to learn how to do it and more time to enjoy like the actual gameplay instead of trying to like rush through it as like a little kid. I think you just appreciate things more the older you are. Like Disney. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know about that, but I can see your point. I think any I think any age bracket can really appreciate games if you're referring to like the in-depth undertones and you know underlying messages that may may surface when you have a, you know, a, a a deeper understanding of human uh, human interactions and s- social norms and stuff, maybe. But I think it just it all it is is just each each age bracket gleans something different from the experience overall. Yeah, it's all de- like it's the same reason I told uh, um, Charlie. I'm like, if you don't if you're if you don't get it now, you probably never will because you kind of had to be around the same age that Cloud, Tifa, and them were when they were going through their adventure because they were dealing with the same kind of interpersonal relationships. Now it's just like it's teenagers doing shit and slashing things. Yay. (laughs) Well, the remake didn't exactly make it any better for people to understand either. So, but they weren't trying to get people to understand it. They were trying to please the fans who had already played the original. They didn't need to expand upon that anymore. Okay, so full disclosure, um, you know the scene in Final Fantasy where you had to get up the pipes? Like, right out of, like, you you leave Barrett's place and you have to climb the pipes to get to the next section? Oh, yeah. What about it? Yeah. Um, I hadn't done that, like, literally had not done that until they re-released Final Fantasy VII for the Switch. I always got stuck at those pipes because I couldn't figure out how to get up the damn pipes. And I could never figure out. I I literally stared at the wall for like three hours when the game first came out and I never went back to it. Too hard. Jason's brain. No work. Must skip game. Move on to others. (laughs) That's how I felt when I played the original Legend of Zelda for the NES. Oh my god. We're going to go back to that dead horse you're going to beat? Jesus Christ. (laughs) We can go with any other game. It doesn't have to be that one. I was just setting that as the most obvious example. We get it. You don't like the game. Christ on a cracker. <laughs> hey, wait, wait. We just had to listen to him complain like three episodes shitting on my Pokemon, and now that's the one that's going to upset you? <laughs> Dude, I wasn't willing to go balls deep in that battle again because him and I went back and forth <laughs> last fucking year about that shit. That's your cross the bear, not fucking mine. Uh, but you let him do it anyway. You let him do it anyway. Because <laughs> everyone's entitled to their dumbass opinion, and that's where I'm at with it. Your dumbass opinion. Yeah, that's right. I'll agree with that. I'm not entirely wrong. <laughs> it's a dumbass opinion. I don't really oh, care. Like shit. I said, it's like people people glean sh- glean what they want from the games that they play. 
It, it, Sword and yeah. Shield is not, wasn't his cup of tea because it just felt, you know, shoe felt phoned in. That's fine. I told just him a while ago, even before the game came out, I just don't care. I know it's bland. It's generic. They didn't add enough. The, you know, not the entire roster wasn't there. You know, uh, yeah, that was the, uh, the, the, the creator didn't give me a handy after he get after I bought the game. <laughs> I mean, there's a bunch of different problems. I understand it. You don't have to explain to me, Orlando. I understand. <laughs> I didn't know not getting the handy was a problem for you. That's new to me. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. Apparently you don't know the Pokemon fandom. <laughs> Stick that IV in your hand and start yanking. <laughs> yeah. So what, what How about is, you, uh, Charlie? Have you been playing any of the new Pokemon ga- or new War Pokemon games? Nah. It, it it just I don't know. Even a, I I it just doesn't look fun to me, the newest gen. I don't yeah. I don't Thank know if it's validating my point. See what you did, Lando. Now he's scared to answer the question. <laughs> what you did. Like, like I, 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 I kind of a little bit got over the not the full roster, but oh, just yeah. It, 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 it. Looking at it, it didn't really click with me enough to bump it up the list of games to buy. It just, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I, maybe I grew out of it. Maybe it's, maybe it has gone downhill. I'm not sure. It just didn't click. Yeah. At some point, I think people just jump off of the interest, and I agree with that. That I can agree with. There is but this there guy is over a, here. <laughs> You're gonna keep going at it. Enough no, I'm already. Good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> Jesus. All I'm saying is, I know I haven't grown out of it yet because I just finished, while we were talking, my playthrough of Pokemon Crystal. So I know I'm still into the games. I know I'm still into the franchise. Yeah, that's true, actually. I was playing uh, I was playing Gen 2 not too long ago as well. You know, I think and I, I'm struggling right now to... It's like prioritizing games because I just don't have time. Like I was playing Animal Crossing pretty religiously, and then I started to lose time, and then I was like, "Okay, I just need to focus on one game, and just enjoy that one game, and then go to the next one." Yeah, that's I'm I'm trying to train myself to do that, but I am not succeeding. <laughs> I had the time; it's just kind of the the energy. I don't know. I've, I haven't been doing much gaming this whole year, even though I've been stuck at home. It's weird. I've Recently, been- I finished Legacy of Kane Soul Reaver 2, and I was going to jump into a, a Legacy of Kane Defiance because it's the last game of the franchise, and I don't really feel like playing Blood Omen 2. But part of me is like, maybe I should just go to Blood Omen 2 first before doing that one. But I'm also tempted to play Defiance. Yeah, I've caught myself this year with all of my hobbies between like painting miniatures, video games and like Lego and all the other stuff. I catch myself staring at out the window doing nothing for hours on end. And then at, by like six o'clock going, what have I done all day? I'm like, I'm completely bored and I have all this shit to do. And then I go and I try to do something and then I just get overwhelmed. And then I just continue to stare out the window <laughs> until the day is over. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. 
you and Charlie, you and I are in the same boat. And honestly, if it wasn't for my son, I probably wouldn't even play, wouldn't even played Pokemon sword. Like I didn't, I don't own the game. My son owns sword and shield. I just have a file on, on his game because he wanted to play with me. And that was literally the only reason I was playing it. And I just dragged others into it. Obviously not Jason, because Jason was going to get onto it regardless. I dragged Orlando into it because it was funny to do so. <laughs> he literally did. He was all like, get the damn game, Orlando. And I'm like, fine. I'll go to Walmart. I'll get the goddamn game. What, are you, what version do you play? Sword. All right, fine. I'll get shield. And that's perfectly fine. And a, and a mutual friend of ours who I met through Orlando, Sean, uh, we've been doing. We played raids with him for a bit, and that was actually pretty fun to do. I wish we had more people who were who were in on that. But Jason was working most of the times that we were raiding, so it didn't matter. I've never yeah, raided was- so hard before that I literally made my son not want to raid ever again. So that was pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> See, that was the few moments where I actually had legitimate fun with Sword and Shield. Was when we were all doing the raids together. And then there was the Zero Aura raid. That motherfucking Zero Aura raid. Fucking thing was a nightmare. Brutal piece of shit. Did you start, Lando, were you, were you playing when they were doing the, the Mewtwo raids? Where they no. didn't tell anybody that you couldn't catch him? No, I, <laughs> I didn't start playing Sword and Shield until the Isle of Armor DLC was released. Yeah, so they had a... Um, was it, it was Mewtwo, right? It was a Mewtwo yeah, raid. That's and, what I was told. Yeah, you go into it, and you literally had to have level 100 Pokemon, otherwise he would murder your team. Same with the Zerora. Yeah, and yeah. I didn't find that out till later, and then you couldn't catch him. So, like, the, you'd beat him, the raid would be over, and you're like, I can't catch him. What? So then you try yep. again, and try again, and try again, and then you go look it up online, and you're like, I'm not supposed to catch him fuck is going on right now <laughs> nope instead you were supposed to like beat him enough times where then they would just distribute it no that was for um did we lose oh, we lost true um that was for a different one it was um well that was at least i know for zero aura if you if yeah. we had beaten a million of them we would get it we would get the normal one, and if we beat a certain threshold, we would get the shiny one, and that's what we ended up doing. Yep. But it was like it was like a million worldwide. It wasn't just yeah, yeah. I ended up killing a total of three shiny zero aura because the shiny ones were automatically set at level one hundred, and they were a fucking nightmare to kill. <laughs> Yeah, fun times. <laughs> yeah, Charlie, I don't, I don't really blame you at this point. I, I just like I, I tried to even like play Octopath Traveler for a bit, and that just fucking flatlined for me. And like, I got, I played the Merchant, and I went and played till I got to the Soldier's uh, story side story, and then I just went, I can't. I looked. I got that weird middle distance stare we all get with RPGs, and I just watched the hallway get longer and longer, like that weird stretch effect in films. And I'm just like, I'm, I can't. If I if I disappear into this game, I, I'm never going to come out the other end normal. 
I, I, I like that's literally how I feel. Like, like I, yeah, Orlando keeps bringing up Tales of Berseria, and I'm like, I really do need to play that. I really need to play that. I'm like, I look at the game, I'm like, uh, like laps on the couch, and I'm just like, and then it's you know time to go to sleep, and then my day is gone. I mean, I'm not making you. I was probably overhyping it for you. <laughs> it's actually not that long of a game, to be honest. But yeah, I, well, I get it. Dude, it's a 40-hour game. It's long enough. Dude, I played through <laughs> Kingdom Hearts and beat it in 27 hours. A game that you could probably invest a full hundred in without even thinking about it. T- trust me. My objective when I got that game was to complete it as quickly as possible, and I did it on opening night, 12, 12 a.m. in the morning. I got up the next morning. I started playing until the, the following night, and then again. And by that Wednesday, I was done. Trust me. It, it. I didn't at that point. I didn't even look at the side shit or all the extra stuff. And even when I got the DLC and I played through it, like when you got to the uh, the digital boss gauntlet room that they gave you, it's just like I no no God no. I played one, got my got my my head kicked in, and I went. I'm not wasting my time with this. No. The amount of grinding I would need to do to be even be able to touch half these characters is not worth my fucking time. I see then I was religious. then I was religious for a little while because this, um, the PlayStation Store was selling Doom 2016 for like ten bucks, and then I went to basically church every Sunday, slaying demons left and right. It was. So Doom, Doom Eternal was like a fun game to watch, but when I played it, it wasn't as fun as I thought it was going to be. <laughs> oh, well, that's disappointing. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to to playing it when I get the chance. Yeah. Well, I mean, it might be fun for you, but it's like, it, to me, it was just, you just literally, you just run around killing things. <laughs> fucking points. It, it's, it's, it's a classic run and gun shooter. Yeah. Like the old days, like Turok, Dinosaur Hunter, the original Doom, Wolfenstein, those or Quake. Yeah. You know what I didn't realize? I did anybody else realize it was that that new Half-Life game was um what's it called? Virt- uh virtual only, like the um VR only. Oh, Half Life Al- Alex. Alice? Yeah, yeah, it is VR only, and uh, unfortunately, I don't know how. How does everyone feel about VR as a construct? Because like, I feel like they they really tried to push it again, and it just kind of, it just kind of there. Be- the pr- the reason because is we kind of dealt with this shit back in the nineties. In a far more crude version, so it's like it's no longer a surprise to us. It's not anything new. We already went through this shit. Well, yeah, the gravity isn't there anymore. I would be more excited if, you know, the, the, if they pushed away from uh, that and really sunk hard into AR because AR seems like a better a better investment of time, especially because you're not tethered anywhere and you can AR effectively anywhere in the world with very little difficulty. I don't know. I think VR is with the half-life Alice. Um, I think they're going the right direction. Uh, it's still like super expensive to like the price of entry is ridiculous, but at this point, the price of entry to get into the PS5 is just as expensive. So, 
more if expensive gonna, right now. If, if I was going to go anywhere, I think if I invested any more money into a console, I would just flesh out the remainder of this of the of this generation and get like an X bone just so I can get the last couple of games from that that platform that I didn't have access to before. But even then, I like I wouldn't get an X bone unless I could get it for relatively cheap. So I don't even see the reason to do that. Like, I just watched an RTU talking about how scalpers are making the next generation uh, an absolute fucking nightmare for the uh, the, the industry because you're going to have a bunch of P- of consoles that are literally just sitting in storehouses or in people's garages waiting to be sold, mm-hmm. and that the, each one of those consoles is games not being sold to the public. So c- consumers can't get access to that shit. So why the hell it literally they're destroying the market by b- over buying stuff. And if people are smart, they're not going to spend that money on, on scalp systems. No one's spending $1,200 on a, on a $500 game system. Nobody. I know, unless, I know a couple of people. Unless you're did. an idiot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know a couple unless people that did idiot. and I let them know every day that dumb they are. A fool and 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 their money is soon parted. It's just it just is what it is. The dumbest part about it is that okay, so when they first came out, a bunch of people were having issues with the consoles, right? And PlayStation still hasn't addressed those issues. So now you have consoles that are sitting, and the people who have had issues may might have had their issues resolved. But now you're going to have a whole bunch of faulty consoles that probably can't get resolved until people get them and then realize that they're they overpaid for basically a paperweight at that point. The whole, let me just be, let's just be perfectly frank here. And I think we can all agree in this, this generation could have waited. The new generation could have waited a year. And I think everything, everyone would have been perfectly fine with that. I mean, look at, look at cyberpunk and look at how rushed that was. And how they were trying to push it out on PC and PS5 and and the new Series X and S. That's where they were trying to go with. But again, no one has access to any of the newer generation systems right now, except for a choice few people who either got lucky to grab it from the from the bots who are stealing it, or they were influencers who had ins with the fucking companies and they got theirs they got theirs either pro bono. Or they got them at an extreme discount with direct shipping from the company. So it's literally like we said before, it's just the influencers and rich people who got access to the systems. And if you're talking about trying to make sure you have maximum saturation as a business to the general public, that is a fucking assassin's knife in your back because you can't do anything when you have these scalpers sitting there with 3,000 fucking units sitting in the UK between all the scalpers. They can't get these to the consumers, so they have a shit ton of games just sitting there, not being sold. You know, that's as far as I'm concerned, that should be a red flag to anybody. But even RTU is talking about it. He said they don't do anything when the consumers complain. It's when the companies complain that anything of significant value gets done. So you're going to start seeing laws and shit come down on scalping pretty fucking quick because once. Sony and Microsoft go, this has now hit our bottom line. Tell the lobbyists to make the politicians do something. That's how that's going to happen. I believe they're already beginning the process, at least in the UK, um, to set laws that will restrict scalpers 
from gaining excess merch. So you might be on the right track there. It's going to take a little bit longer in the U.S. I already know it. Just because oh, we're so slow to act with everything. GameStop and Best Buy have kind of already started. Yeah, but what they've done is they've created a bundle system to try and make sure that uh, uh, the bots that go out and buy stuff don't get access to the game systems. But it's jacked the price up because you have to buy a game along with the bundle. And no one's tacking on an additional 60 to $70 on top of the game system, especially if it's a game they don't want. You're, you're stuck with us. You're stuck with something that you absolutely didn't ask for. Just trying to get a system for, for Christmas. That's so dumb. Yeah. Well, to be fair, why would you be buying a game system without a game to begin with? Also true. But yeah, but it's not giving the person, it's not giving them an option for somebody else in the family to say if you're purchasing it as a gift to buy the game to go along with it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. See, I like Charlie's idea. Charlie has the best idea on how to deal with next gen stuff. And uh, I, 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 I'm thinking about adopting that as my, my uh, normal process is just wait until the, it drops to an atrocious price and buy it or wait till someone gives it to you randomly because they're disinterested in it and move on. Yeah, I have I have the benefit of having a friend who gets bored with things very quickly and makes a lot of impulse purchases. So like almost all of my consoles in the last like five years have come from him being like, Hey, I don't want this anymore. You want it for cheap? I'm like, Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Charles, you're a goddamn predator. <laughs> Pretty much okay. predator. <laughs> he's just he's just an opportunist. He's waiting for somebody else to not like it and picking up their predator is they're opportunists yeah but but he's not actively seeking for the guy to like making him disinterested in it he's just kind of just sitting there waiting <laughs> that's right there's nothing malicious in it <laughs> i mean hell, that's, what, that's, that's what gamestop does they wait till you're like run out of money and then they offer you dirt poor like prices on stuff at least he's paying better prices than gamestop <laughs> That is true. That is yeah. true. <laughs> <laughs> I can understand that. That makes sense. But yeah, it's just like either wait until the system gets more affordable and there are a better library of games or wait until you, uh, it, it pops up randomly on Craigslist for, you know, a third of the price because somebody's just like, I don't have fucking time for this shit. <laughs> or, I mean, with, with the Vita for Charlie, you just wait until somebody finds a dirt ass cheap. A version of PSTV and give it to you for Christmas. I mean, it all works Yay. out. Thank you. <laughs> no problem, buddy. Wait, Charles, is Drew, your is Drew the guy you're talking about? No, but he did. He, he that was Christmas one year. Was he got me the PSTV thingy? Fair enough. They had it at GameStop for like fucking twenty bucks, and I'm just like. Eh, screw it. I'll grab it for him. He could get some value out of it because there's a lot of games that are either uh, like visual novels or they had the they had Persona Four Persona Four uh, Golden. So just like he gets some if he gets some enjoyment out of it or buys something off the PlayStation Store that's cheap, good for him. Here, take it. And that way he doesn't have to spend two hundred and fifty dollars on a fucking Vita at that point, which I'm sure it's gone down a lot more now because the system is nigh defunct at this point. I think didn't they just make a new version of it? The Vita? No. No. Not recently. The last 
I think they're on series 3000 and that came out uh, like four or five years ago. Oh, okay. I'm just not keep, I, I don't pay attention to it because I've always been a Nintendo handheld guy. And that's perfectly fine. But for me, a lot of the stuff that they had for like the PSP and stuff, it was worth investing in because the PSP had been super hacked by then. And I was able to get whatever game I wanted. The Vita is a bit more difficult, especially because they have proprietary uh, uh, memory cards and shit. So it was more of a, I just wanted it because there's a, there were there was a library of games that were really cool and a bunch of digital games that they had for dirt cheap. And I'm just like, screw it. Uh, so I have a decent library of Vita stuff, but like I, I know better. I know it's not going to – I don't know if they're ever going to go forward with uh, adding adding another uh, portable to the, to their repertoire at this point. I know they got a lot of cult followings in, uh, this, in the Vita, sounds, but it's, it was never enough. This sounds really dumb because they – did you have to pay for the PlayStation Plus for it, or did it just auto-connect? I didn't need, pay, I didn't need PlayStation Plus, but I also – line so I, that would be another thing oh okay because i know yeah. like every once in a while with the playstation plus they offer a um like they offer vita games like not offer but they give you like free vita games and stuff and i was just like who owns one that is really the question when you get when you get down the brass text who the, who the fuck owns one and yeah. uh, that would be me but like i haven't bought anything <laughs> with that in a long time not that I'm going out of my way. It's just more of a more of a statement at that point. Yeah, right. Uh, I was starting to look into like um, old DS games, like seeing if I could pick up bundles of them. Problem is, is they're all like Hello Kitty or um, Cooking Mama or Brain Age. Like nobody, nobody's selling lots of game uh, 3DS games are like any good. <laughs> Honestly, at this point, dude, unless you want it for shelf candy, you're better yeah. off spending like seven bucks and just getting like a a, a flash cart because whether you get a good micro SD in there and you get a, you can get a hand a decent handful of games for the system, and the DS has some really good RPGs anyways, so it would it would be worth it for you to invest in. I, I think yeah. I, yeah, I have a lot of them already, so. Bravery the default. That was a good one. Heck yeah, Bravely Default. Yeah. Mario and Luigi Dream Team is an underrated one, if you ask me. Just, I hate the giant gimmick in there. Because you're forced to flip the freaking 3DS on its side. So... I have one game that was kind of like my stupid, like, I'm going to splurge on this game. And it wasn't like even like a splurge. It wasn't like expensive. It was that um, it, it was like Disney magic something or other. And <laughs> it was like to fill in that Animal Crossing void because like the seasons it would change and you could play on like uh, like had like an online thing where you can go visit other, other people's stuff and you got to help the characters out. It was kind of cool. I don't know. It was one of those stupid games. <laughs> no judgment here. If you enjoyed it, that's all that mattered. Yeah. I will only judge if you played Animal Crossing Amiibo Festival. No, I did not. Good. The last, the last Animal Crossing I played before the one for the Switch was on the GameCube. I didn't. I never played the, the first one. Yeah, I never played Pocket Camp. I never played any of the other like remake things. 
I didn't even get into like Harvest Moon, and someone's telling me that like, because I got into Star Stardew Valley, and someone said that I should, I would really enjoy Harvest Moon, but Harvest Moon has like seven million fucking titles, and I don't even know where to start. Honestly, I liked the N sixty four one for Harvest. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The original was good too. There are some other good ones, but those 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 are my jam. Yeah, I I love I like those style games, uh, just for like the calming factor. Yeah, they're very they're 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 kind of addicting. It's the kind of, the kind of thing that doesn't seem like it should be a fun game, but it is. Oh, yeah. Jesus Christ! It must be a fucking psychopath because apparently for me, calming is like playing like old school shooters, like like Parodius. It's it's more mesmerizing because you can get you get so sucked into like what you're doing, and like you'll never like you won't even think about it, and just the hours just will fly past, and you'll be like, I haven't even done like a third of what I wanted to get done. Yep, yep, yep. It's the rabbit hole effect, but in gaming, but it's a lot more relaxing as opposed to like watching YouTube videos about conspiracy theories and then be twitching in the corner at the end of all of it. Man, you know what my new thing has been? And <laughs> I've literally gone like till like four or five in the morning. It, it, like even after we do the podcast, I'll go lay in bed. Like my wife will be sleeping and I'll just watch videos of fat people falling until like four or five in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's a random choice, but you do you, man. I'm just saying, man, there, you can go down some decent rabbit holes, but fat people falling and models not who can't walk in their heels and like bending and twisting their ankles walking down the, the runway are like two of my favorite things to watch. <laughs> Those are oddly specific events. But okay. <laughs> Fuck, man. <laughs> what do you want me to turn into, Alex Jones? Like, all I'm saying is like, I am a gorilla. <laughs> what the f- it's just so specific. Finding <laughs> <laughs> his own goddamn business about conspiracy theory videos, and he's just like, oh, the what the fuck on your kind of shit. You guys seen some of the stuff I send you when I get bored? Like the dude that kept his mom in the freezer. Like, how the fuck would I have found that if I wasn't just down some stupid rabbit hole? <laughs> okay, that was an article, though. That wasn't a goddamn video. Also <laughs> true. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Some people have ASMR. You have, I like watching fat people fall over and fucking uh, models breaking their legs in fucking stilettos. That's what you have, you fucking weirdo. <laughs> Good thing this is the end of the year. I'll try better next year, guys. <laughs> Random people falling. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, yeah, I'm kink shaming your ass. I'm done with this. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You know what else brings me joy? Parenting fails where they're kicking like soccer balls at little kids' heads. That also brings me joy. <laughs> you might as well watch the one where that one dude just goes beats up an army of children. <laughs> you know that meme okay, where the okay. guy is like that, where he starts slapping people. Like I'll sit there and watch that for like at least six or seven times and realizing that it's a fake setup thing, but I'll watch that guy slap everybody six or seven times. 
That man is an Australian hero and you know it. <laughs> He's just doing what I want like what I wish I could do. Call it the bingo bingo. Bam! Oh man. Look, I get it. Everyone likes uh, like fail videos, but you have gone to an oddly specific degree. <laughs> and maybe that's why it's so weird. It's just like, oh, I watch fail video. If you left it there, we could all be like, hey, fail videos are funny. But you're like, I get ASMR from watching fat people bounce off the ground like water balloons that won't pop. Fuck <laughs> watching like that one moment in in Kung Fu Panda where that dude just slow mo his ass all over that tiger's fucking face. <laughs> You could practically smell the fucking fart off that fucking bear. Oh. <laughs> uh, so now that we've gone into that weird ass tangent, what the fuck? <laughs> oh, dude. You know you're all gonna go look up fat people falling now, and, and then you'll be one, then you'll be saying to yourself, he was right. This is very amusing. <laughs> Or we'll be flipping that coin and it lands on the other side and we'll be like, the fuck was he thinking? This is what he's into? No, no. I'm telling you, you are not going to be disappointed by fat people. There's no way you can. (laughs) (laughs) This has Jason Seal approval written all over it. That's what he's saying. (laughs) God damn, dude. I know what people <laughs> like, and people like fat people falling, all right? This is. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm just thinking of that fucking Family Guy episode where Stewie's following that fat guy with a tuba. <laughs> the funny thing is, is like, I don't, I'm not like judging you in that regard because, like, like with the last one that you were talking about, because, like, one of the like early on in my friendship with Phil, I showed him that video of uh, Dancer versus Baby with the Street Fighter music in the back, and like I've never seen a man choke on their own spit so quickly as when when he did when that fucking break dancer just took the took that kid off of her feet. Like so, I, I can't really argue with you in that regard. But it's just like everything else. I'm like, wow, you found a niche, friend. Good for you. Uh, okay, all I'm trying to say is. Not to make it weird or anything, that when we all get back together, <laughs> if if you if you Phil or Steve fell off of a chair, I'd probably orgasm. <laughs> what the f- <laughs> Now now I have every authority to kink shame your dumbass. <laughs> I don't want to kink shame. I just want kink esquire. Because <laughs> it's not just falling; it's falling and then rolling, not get, not being able to get up right away. That's the best part. What do you think he is around the boulder ball? Because you know damn well if one of us fell, we'd lay there in shame. Like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> Oh god. <laughs> oh, there we go. <laughs> I don't even know where to go from there. Like that's like we got nothing left. 
Fucking <laughs> <laughs> torpedoed everything. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> it hurts so bad. <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> God damn it. Now I'm hearing the gourmet race from Kirby. <laughs> and then you, and you're probably thinking to yourself, why does he hate the slow characters in Ultimate? <laughs> oh, God! <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so you must enjoy the hell out of that DVD body slam. <laughs> Or or King K rule with his little belly bounce thing. <laughs> oh god. Yep this this has gone into fetish levels, Jay. I'm just gonna leave it there. <laughs> Change your name from angry to fetish. <laughs> oh shit! I think we have our name. We're gonna call this the end of your belly flop. <laughs> no, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna start to call it fat people falling. <laughs> We since we only have two weeks left in 2020, what are we all looking? Oh oh, yeah, you're gonna try and rerail this fucking train. Good luck to you on that. I'm just trying to say, like, I mean, at this point, like, we just need to we just need to talk about what's going on in what we what we think might happen in 2021, and then close out the show because I don't think we're gonna top this at this point. Cackling like mad people about <laughs> the dumbest shit. <laughs> this is the perfect video. Oh fuck! Oh damn! So all right, what were you talking about? Now? <laughs> what 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 do we what do we all want to see happen in twenty twenty one? Like not see happen. What like you know? What do you think? What do what do we what do we expect to happen? We already know, like, kind of springtime-ish. Most of those conventions have already been canceled or moved to an online format. But, like, as far as like video games, um, just like, wh- like, what, like, what do you, like, what do you want to like pick up? <laughs> like, what do, you, what do you want to do, like, hobby-wise, video game-wise? What, do, what are we go? What are the goals? I, I guess I'll start, and I'll say. Um, the, the newer MTG sets coming out look pretty cool. Kaldheim looks mildly interesting. I know you're going to buy a case of it because you're insane. Yeah, the price, except for the price just got hiked on it. It's causing like what the huge f- inflation. That's bullshit. All right. Historian was just talking about it the other day. The, the prices are starting to spike for Kaldheim. That's dumb. It should still be 97, but whatever. Um, but yeah, um, but other than that, like, Bravely Default 2 comes out, I think, quarter one in 2021, I think February. Um, <clears throat> I don't really know at this point because, like, a lot of next-gen stuff is coming out, but I don't know if they're going to have, like, older-gen versions of it. I mean, you saw what happened with Cyberpunk, so I got absolutely no faith that anything coming out that may come out for older platforms is going to have any kind of gravity. I know uh, the new Horizon Zero, whatever the fuck it's called, uh, the new caption for that one that's coming out next year, I think. Mm-hmm. 
but like i don't know people are clamoring for the for the switch pro to come out at some point because like they think that the, the switch has outlived its usefulness and was like yeah okay if you want to say that i'm not investing money in a new fucking switch not unless they're gonna not unless i'm gonna get some kind of discount for having an or- original switch because this system's only been allowed for what four or five years and a life a lifespan for a system seven. So you, I want my two years back. If you're gonna fucking do that, the the problem is that this year um, more people have been playing it, and more people are like, "Well, how come it's not like my PS4?" <laughs> you know what I mean? Like people are looking for an upgraded Switch, but I don't. I mean, I think it's fine the way it is. It could be a little bit faster, but I don't see a complete overhaul for Nintendo. No, they might do what they did with the 3DS and make a new version, update yeah. up the core, up the core a bit, make some speci- game, make some pro specific games, but otherwise they're going to stay on the straight and narrow with the Switch until the next generation because it'd be dumb for them to try and keep up with the other two systems at this point, especially with all the shit show nonsense happening with those. Like if they tried to put out a new system now, it would be a fucking death sentence because no one would get access to it. <clears throat> Oh yeah, look everyone, we're releasing the new Nintendo system, and the best part, it won't smoke up like the Xbox. Yeah, that thing smokes up I think smokes up like a college student. I'm just not gonna get in get in on that, no. We already talked about that one. That was somebody blowing vape smoke into their system, remember? No, they, can, they actually no, found they later that they actually do smoke. Oh no <laughs> shit. Okay. Yeah. Try and find the link for that at some point, and I'll send it to you. But yeah, that actually, that it was a. They said it was the original one was vape smoke, but there are actual um, alleged situations where people's systems are starting to produce smoke. So yeah. I'll pass on to uh, I'll pass on to Orlando, and then he can pass on from there. I don't have anything expecting at the moment because there hasn't been. Well, there actually there might have been one announcement of a of a of a God of War like game that's coming up that's apparently supposed to star Sun Wukong, and I'm I'm interested in seeing how that goes, but I don't know when that one's going to be released. It was supposed to be sometime within next year. I just don't know when exactly. Uh, Yu-Gi-Oh wise, I think we're getting a new set coming um, within the next couple weeks. And it's supposed to have uh, armed dragon support. And while I'm not a huge fan of the armed dragon archetype, I think it's okay. But uh, it's all right for legacy support. They just leaked a <laughs> uh, a new digital for Yu-Gi-Oh. Or yeah, yeah. It's like Duel Links, but not. It's a new digital game that they're releasing. You got me. I don't. I, just heard about I don't play the UDRs. Oh, you really like Breath of the Wild too. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, that is coming out, isn't it? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> that's come out next year. So we'll hear about it as it comes. What about you, Charles? I, honestly, like my my gaming setup is far enough kind of behind i'll probably just keep chugging along with my old niche games <laughs> I'm, I'm i'm still working on some old stuff i'm still getting my money's worth out of smash all that kind of stuff fire emblem um 
Yeah, especially with this year kind of disappearing into the void. Just catching up on old stuff. How about you, Leah? What are you looking forward to? Um, I am looking forward to ultimately moving into some of the newest installments of Ace Attorney, um, which I believe I can get on my phone, if I'm not mistaken, uh, which is kind of oh, no. cool. Yeah, and then um, uh, hopefully revisiting Steam for some stuff. I did delete one of my save files for a game, so I'll have to start that over again. Um, and, uh, I want to say I got Disgaea for Steam, so I would like to try more of that. So. Nice. Yeah, that's another series I want to try to get into too. It's really, um, it's really fun. What I've tried of it. Yeah, it's. It feels like it fits my JRPG like niche that I enjoy. So. Um, it's a good dang time. I'm. I'm currently trundling my way through the second one on Steam. Well, as for me, I'm looking into getting a, a new laptop for the podcast or building my computer finally so I can get away from the Mac because. Uh, it's causing me nothing but problems now that it's a 15-year-old system. <laughs> um, I mean, video game-wise, like I just want to try to get more into like the big third-party titles because I've been playing a lot, like, a lot of smaller games. Or not third-party titles. First-party titles. Triple-A games. That's what I was looking for. More triple-A titles um, like Ghost. Probably go back to Last of Us. Um, the Far Cry games, I kind of want to eventually get to. And then, obviously, you know, like we said, Deskaya and some of those older RPGs that I just kind of like either missed or didn't know about. And then, yeah. And obviously, playing war games at some point. <clears throat> Since, you know, obviously, I'm the angry war gamer and I, I, I you know, <laughs> I do play tabletop. So <laughs> maybe at some point, I, like, if I really hope the estimation of the 2022 quote unquote back to normal life is wrong and like we can just start being normal human beings and having gatherings and just, you know, instead of being stuck in our homes and, you know, struggling. So would be nice, would be nice. Yeah, that's what I'm looking forward to. And then obviously playing Wind Waker because I've never played Wind Waker. But I need to play Have that. fun. <laughs> so, not Wind Waker. Uh, Majora's Mask. Not Wind Waker. Majora's Mask. I've oh, never played, yeah, I've never played Majora's Mask and I'm kind of waiting for that HD to come to the Switch now that I know that it's coming. So, kind of excited about that. So, <laughs> All right. Well, if nobody's got anything <laughs> further to... <laughs> Add to the hilarity or whatever we talked about. Uh, we can probably call it. We're about two and a half hours, twelve thirty in the morning almost. So, oh, we never oh. did. We never did the date. We never did the. We waited all the way to the end this time. Today is December twentieth, folks. Well, as of Sunday, okay, December nineteenth. <laughs> December nineteenth. Um, that we started the recording. So, yeah, uh, thanks for listening. Thanks, Charles and Leah, for joining us today. 
Anytime. It was fun. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. I definitely want to have you guys back talking about old school, like like this guy and stuff, because eventually I'm going to start to play it and we'll have stuff to talk about. Or maybe even cosplay stuff at some point. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> yeah, sure. Talk about the movie industry and how, talk about how some of how weird that shit gets. Oh, like the Tom Cruise thing that happened. Um, <laughs> or we go. Or was that something else? Anyway, anyway. Uh, thanks for joining for another episode. Uh, you can catch the podcast on Angry Wargamer Podcast at Facebook, uh, Angry Wargamer on Twitter, and. Spotify, Apple, obviously if you're listening to this already, whatever platform you're listening to it on, um, but, you know, let people know, share it. And we're always, we got some new equipment in today. We're going to switch up some stuff. And yeah, um, if you want to find Drew, he's on Twitter at Punk Toast. And Orlando is Ragnarok Knight on Twitter. And yeah, Charles and Leah, do you got anything you want people to find you or no? <laughs> no, I think I'm good. Okay, good. <laughs> well, not not. I didn't mean it like that. <laughs> uh, I figured I'd give you guys an opportunity. But anyway, um, thank you. Yeah. Anyway, uh, yep. That is the show. And as always, stay sexy and go fuck yourself. Oh, and don't forget the fat people falling videos. You'll love them. <laughs>